Welcome to the Body Positivity Podcast with Arliss and Diana. And today we have an amazing guest with us. Graham Wheatcroft is a remote resilient coach, helping people to live with less anxiety, to achieve greater fitness, and keep a stronger connection with themselves. After experiencing an anxiety breakdown, he chose a holistic approach based around time-efficient fitness, connection with the mind, and spirituality to rediscover himself. He is the founder of The Resilient Lifestyle and works with clients globally. Weecroft is the host of The Resilient Lifestyle podcast, has featured in multiple editorials, and has been a guest on a number of podcasts. He is due to become a published author this year. His daily mantra is, I choose to feel ease, to breathe, to flow, and to grow. I am resilient. I welcome Graham Weecroft. Hello, hello. Um, I've got a slight update from that intro. I am now officially a published author. Um, and the book went number one on Amazon in four countries. Um, wow. There's ca- ca- called Authentic about courageous human beings. So uh, that that came out at the back end of back end of last year. And uh, whoosh, yeah, it's great. It's a uh, little update there for you to start. But it's wonderful to be here, Alice. Wonderful to be here. Wow. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Graham. I'm, I'm so excited to hear that. Congratulations on your recent authorship. I'll Thank you. ask our very first question. What yep. has been the easiest part of your body to love? Oh, I'd say for me, it's, it's been, it's, well, it's, it's been my face to be honest with you. I, I'm actually, I think I've been blessed with the Italian genes in the family and I've got Italian blood and I'm like, I'm actually, I think I do all right there. And um, I'll be honest with you, I'll, I'll second that with my core and my torso. It's always been an area that I've wanted to uh, develop because um, I face some challenges, but I, th- I don't think I do too bad. I think I've got a pretty good smile and stuff going on. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say I say my face is nothing I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with. <laughs> well, you have an amazing smile. Um, Thank you. And, you know, for those of, of our guests that are just listening, um, you know, definitely check out um, Graham's Facebook and Instagram and all the social media so he can you can see what he's talking about. But it's, it's obvious. Right. And one thing that I found really interesting about the second part of what you said is that your core is also yes. something that you love. Mm. And I have to tell you, Diana and I don't hear that very much. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. Like, why is that a part of your body that you find easy to love? Yeah, it's um, it's partly because I I train and I work on it every day in a very sim- very simple way, um, and uh, it's something that 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 for me, like I've I see it in in the UK here where lots of people talk about having a beer gut or the struggle with getting the, the core in shape or love handles. And I'm like, well, I know I've kept my body moving every day, even if it's just for 10 minutes or so. And I'm actually quite pleased with what I've created. And I'm like, I've, I've created a core. I, I, it's not rippling six packs and all this kind of stuff, but I'm, I'm toned. 
And it's with that that I know I, I, that, that I look athletic and it's what I can do with that core that's the main thing. Like, um, I, I, did a, I do a physical meditation every week and what this involves is taking two dumbbells at the moment and working with 35-pound dumbbells. I'll dedicate one hour to myself every week and I'll cur- curl and press these weights so they go to my shoulder and above my head and I just breathe with that nice and steady. So it's like to the shoulder, above the head, back down to the shoulder and down to the thigh and, and just lifting like that. And it works all the core, the front, the back. Um, and it, you, just, you just feel yourself um, coming alive is the only way I can put it. And uh, I've gained a, a strong core from that. And to me, um, with that being where such as your solar plexus is, it's like, yeah, this is the foundation of where things are in me. And I've got to keep my core strong. And if I know that's strong and looking good, um, it's going to help the rest of my body. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, I love that you focused on the strength of your core and seeing it mm. as, um, you know, talking about it as a center within your body and loving mm. it for that perspective. Uh, you know, a lot of times um, when people will talk, they'll talk about how their, their core area doesn't look exactly mm. like what they want. And what I'm hearing from you is that it, that your love for your core doesn't, doesn't come from what it looks like, but comes from its strength. And then that's where the... Yes the look or the appearance that um, mm. maybe other people would want um, could be coming from really is, is from a place of loving yourself, that center of your body and the strength within it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think with that as well, like, I think the, the core it's it's also made up of where, well, it's, it's the whole thoracic region and you've got your heart in there as well. And, everything's together and it's like that to me um you've got to approach lots of stuff day to day from the heart so whatever it is you're doing it's it might be um you're trying to communicate to certain people let that be a heart-based activity your meditation um there's a particular one i listen to and one of the lines at the end of it before leading into the um, prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. What they get you to do is place a hand on your heart, your eyes are closed, and just take it all in. It's just like you feel that connection through, through the body. And the physical side of it, that, that, all, that all comes kind of later. It's like your body's a vessel, and it can do, it can do so many great things. And um, if you trust your body, you trust your heart, um, you'll find that things will co- come together. Um, yeah, so that's it. I do love my core and my torso. It's, uh, it's, it's an important area to me because there's so much you can do with it. I'm a family man, so it's like I've got a strong core. I can pick up my kids. I can play with them. I can, I can do things, and things that are important to me are that my body is in such a way that I can be there um, to connect connect with my wife, to connect with my kids. There's so many different avenues. I could talk for England on it, so stop me if, I, <laughs> if, if, I'm, if I'm going on there. But, yeah, 
Um, everything comes from the core for me, very much so. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that insight. I love that um, that you're able to see it in this very different way that allows us to also really understand it from a different perspective. Has there ever been a part of your body that's been more challenging to love? <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I've always had a thing about my height. Um, I'm I'm f- I'm five foot eight, and um, I remember particularly when I was at school that. Lots of my friends, they were shooting up and they were like six foot or they were quite broad and stocky. And I was just like your average kid at school and um, not particularly built or anything. Um, but, and it always seemed to be that the um, that those friends of mine or sometimes those who weren't friends of mine that were taller, they were six foot, six foot two and they got all the attention and stuff. And for years that kind of bothered me. And, um, and I was like, right, I, I want that height. I want that presence. But over time, as I've, as I've grown older, I've grown wiser. Um, like I'm 42 now I kind of realized, okay, that's just a, that's just a small thing. Really. I've actually discovered that the, people who are quite tall and there's there's a challenge with that so for instance clothes that fit in a, in a certain way and i'm like i've realized i can actually wear pretty much anything and i've never had any problems with clothes because of my height or um or even something as simple as when i go place to place i'm not having to duck under doorways and all this kind of stuff like I still I still come back to it when I think I see see, see things on TV like I've um, I've just started watching Richard and see the guy in that and he's like six foot four and it's like oh maybe deep down there's still that thing it'd be nice to have that height but it's like I carry my height in a different way so again it doesn't have to be the physical I'm 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 tall as in the way. I present myself to the people that I work with. Um, people look up to me and it's like, yeah, there's that. People see that I'm, I'm helping them move, move forward with their resilience, with their fitness, with whatever's kind of go, 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 going, on, going on for them, any challenges. It's like, to me, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm high in that way. Um, and I'm, I'm, pleased, I'm pleased with where I'm at. I wasn't meant to be six foot two. I wasn't, that's not what the world and universe gave to me. Five foot eight, I'm happy. And uh, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, thank you. Um, we haven't heard that yet as, right. <laughs> um, as something that um, our mm. guests have felt challenged around. And so I really mm. appreciate you sharing that because it's a new mm. perspective that we're getting to share today. Mm. And, um, and, you know, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. So I'm mm. five, nine. Um, right. and so for a woman, 
Um, you know, for most of my life, I've been taller than almost everyone around mm-hmm. me that's female for sure. And um, I, I mean, I would say maybe even half the men that I'm around too. Yeah. And so when I was younger, I wished I could be shorter so I could blend in more. Yeah. You know, I was like mm-hmm. five, seven and a half by the time I was 12. So yeah. like I was, you know, he- like feet above my classmates. And I think I even was taller than my teacher at that point. Um, and so it's so interesting what, you know, the, co- what we say to ourselves around height, you know, and, and how there's this expectation that men will be tall and women, so, will be tall. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, well, and it's, it's, it's interesting because my wife is five foot nine. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nothing really. It's an inch. It's, it's nothing. And we're we're both very happy, but I completely understand is that there's very much those stereotypes out there, as you were saying about the man must be taller. And, uh, it's, it, it's not always the case. Not at all. Sorry. I I kind of cut, cut in there a bit. Well, it's interesting that you say that. And Diana, I know that um, you have something awesome to say. My husband is um, five, seven and a half. And so um, and and when I first met him, um, I stopped wearing heels for a period of time because I just assumed that he wouldn't like that. Right. I hadn't hadn't had a conversation about it, but I just assumed based on cultural norms that he wouldn't like that. And he was like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) You know, you love wearing heels. You like, you know, being tall now, you know, in my adult time. But go ahead. Why not? You know, so it's interesting. Diana, what did you have to share? Yeah, uh, you know, what, what comes to me as we're talking about height and, and perceptions and, you know, these these sort of expectations that like, again, like, where did this even come from as an idea, if you really think about it? Um, it kind of brings me back to what you were saying earlier, Graham, about how really our height is is it's just our our relationship with, you know, with a with a ruler, basically. It's not it doesn't really say anything about the size of our energy. Um, and, you know, you were sharing how you you are tall in all these different ways and that you know you you can carry that big size energy and it doesn't it doesn't really have anything to do with how um with your stature like even if you look at small dogs like we've all seen a small dog that thinks that it's like the size of a rottweiler and we've all seen like a great dane that thinks that it's like a puppy you know like a a little (laughs) um you know teacup poodle or something and i think that it's so often that that physical size does not necessarily represent our energetic size or um, who we are being. Yeah, I like that, the whole idea of like your energetic size because we all radiate out certain energies and we all have auras and we attract certain certain people to that. For the same token, you you can you can you can repel certain people or people who aren't supposed to come into what you're doing but energy is a big 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 thing and um to me everything out there is energy it's like everything you touch everything you look at and it's it's just having that awareness and connecting with it connect with your own energy and um just just that as i think about it now it's like 
I think back to my early journey, as you mentioned at the beginning, Alice, about my anxiety. When I was going going through that, I was in a relationship that wasn't working, a very difficult divorce, a job that was just stressing me out. It wasn't what I'm doing now. Um, and um, my, my energy was low. So the way I kind of came out of that, because I'll, I'll be open and honest, I got to a stage where I, I was having suicidal thoughts and the number of times where I was driving over a particular bridge and I thought, right, is this the moment? And um, ended up going, going to a doctor and stuff. And it was when they said to me, and this is the thing that I put in, in the book as well, when they said to me, take this tablet, start taking this tablet, and it will help you with your anxiety. And I was like, whoa, no, I'm not having any of that near my energy. No, it's not. It's not coming anywhere. I can bring myself back from this pit that I'm in through my meditation, through my breath work practice, through, through what I was looking at at the time. I was. It was when I first discovered a guy called Sadhguru. Um, so if anyone's out there, check him out. It's spelled S-A-D-H-G-U-R-U. Some of his perspective on things are amazing and it was just his meditation and uh, and his chants that I was listening to and uh, it was really powerful but on top of that to increase my physical mental energy I was um, I just took it back to its basic form something called a, called a dragon lift where I picked up a pair of dumbbells I picked up some 20 pound dumbbells at that time um, didn't necessarily watch the time but I just lifted the weight to my shoulder and above my head, down to my shoulder again, and down to my thigh. I'd learned this from a guy called Dragon Radovich, hence the name of the lift. And I just thought, right, I'm going to aim to do 100. But in those early days, I only had the energy and power within me to maybe do 20 or 50. And as I continued to dive into these practices, my energy was building up. I could see myself physical changing. I was doing stuff like getting fresh air. And what that did for, again, my confidence, shifting anxiety away from me, getting my brain clearer was just um, a game changer. And that was the thing that, um, long story short, brought me to where I am with Resilient Lifestyle. I just thought, right, what I... What I employed, the tools and tactics, I'm now going to use that as a foundation for what I teach people that I work with now. And I've done that for the last, gosh, six years now. And um, it's been the best, best thing ever. It's just like just going back to those simple things and remembering to breathe, and there's various ways you can do it and remembering to move, but in its simplest forms, it doesn't have to be complicated. And the results and changes and transformations that can bring for people are incredible. So, yeah, it's a bit of a journey there for you. I love that. Um, I mean, you've touched a little bit on our next question, but I, I'd love to just kind of flesh it out a little bit more. Mm. Mm. Um, 
So specific to building resilience, what are some self-care or self-love practices that you have that help you build resilience? Well, very simply, it's the, it's, I'm, I'm going to start with the meditation. What I do every morning, um, I've, I've got a red light therapy block, okay? Because the red light therapy, um, for anyone who may, may, may or may not have heard of this, what, what that does is it triggers the like, healing um, properties within your body. It triggers the mitochondria in your, um, in, in your blood and it triggers those healing systems. So it can reduce stress, it can, it can improve your skin, all kinds of stuff. So I'll have this red light therapy box right in front of me. I'll sit there um, and I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's early in the morning, it's five o'clock, I'm indoors. I'll either be shirt off or I'll be down to skin. I've this red light shining on me because I know it's getting over my whole body. I'll just close my eyes, tongue to, to, to the roof of my mouth, um, again, um, I learned, I've learned this from watching a guy called, called Troy Casey and his breath work, tongue to root, roof of the mouth, nasal breathing, just focusing on, on that, on that breath. It's not done in any particular way. You just have an awareness of the breathing. 10 minutes. That's how long the timer goes on for. I might listen to something and I'll just sit and breathe and take in taking that energy from the red light, know that, my, that, that the parasympathetic nervous system in my body is kicking in from the breathing. That's the opposite of fight or flight, and that's why I start with that every day to calm things. So that's the main one. And then following that, the dragon list that I just mentioned, I'll do 15 minutes of those first thing in the morning. It doesn't have to be with a big weight. I might pick up a... Um, four pound dumbbell i might not do it with dumbbells just something to get the body going and they're the two key things because it's the body's moving the mind's moving um and the two of them together it's a short set of activities to put yourself in power for the day and i see that as self-love and self-care because it makes me feel good ultimately it really makes me feel good and um, if I've not done it, I can tell, coming back to where we mentioned energy, that my energies are off. It's, it's something will happen later in the day, a trigger, and I'll be like, ah, if, I, if, I, if only I'd meditated, if only I'd lifted, I would have handled that in a different way. So yeah. they're, they're, they're the two key things for me, Lift, lifting and breathing. Can I ask you a question about those two things, just a follow-up? Of course you can. Of course you can. Are there ever times where like, so you know that these things help you, for example, right? Mm. But are there ever yep. times where even though you know that these things help you, like for whatever reason, you kind of like don't don't use them? Like, have you ever been in that? Yeah. What, what kind of happens to you? What's what's some of the mental stuff that you're going through when you find that like, you know, you have the tool and you're still not using it? Yeah, it's I'll be honest with you, the biggest distraction or the jackal, as I call it, is social media. And it's so easy, like, yeah, I can get up, I'll make my espresso or green tea. It's often an espresso I start today with, and I'm like, right, I'm just going to drink that. But you know what? I'm going to go on Google and I'm just going to look, 
at this, I'll look at this, and then I'll look at the time and I'll be like, oh God, well, I've I've let my meditation slip. I've set up on it, I've got everything set up, but I'm just I'm just going to read, read this, and I'm like, ah, social media to me is the distraction, it's the killer of production and stuff like that. It's like that's that's the killer. And there are some mornings where um I don't I don't have a perfect start. Like I'm not fan of the word perfect, but um I don't have the progress in the morning that that I'd like. But what I do do once I clock that, I'll do what I can to endeavor to do that later in the day. So if I know I've trained some clients, I'll be like, right, I'll do that meditation. Or if I've got a client that really loves doing meditation, I'll make sure I factor it into the session to make sure it's done. And the list is like, it's, it's, it's got to be done. If I don't do it by myself, I will carve out that time or help, help somebody else do it to make sure that I've done it. So it's the base is covered in some way. Um, does, that, does that answer what you were asking me? I think, yeah, to a degree, yeah. it sounds like it helps you just to put it in your calendar and just to kind of remind yourself as well of like why you do yeah. these practices. Um, yeah, and kind of handling the, the monkey mind or the, the jackal. Yes. Called it. Yeah, I, I, um, I have something um, that, that I follow that's been named the core four. And it's... Um, it's, it's again um it's it's not a title I've given it it's come from come from a different pro- program I learned called called wake up warrior and the, the idea is is that you do something for your body your being your balance and your business daily just spend 10 minutes on it so move in some way for 10 minutes you might go for a walk whatever it is just move and get some kind of sweat on for your being, med- meditate, walk, just do do something. Meditation does not have to be sit there going home oh, and all that kind of stuff. It can be walking. It can be moving. It can be just looking out your window for a bit and just having an awareness of what's going on outside. It's, there are other ways of doing it. And um, balance is showing gratitude to, say, a family member, a friend, having that, that communication with them. And on the business side, it's learning something new and then sharing it up. So you might put it on social media. You might verbalize what you've learned to somebody. And they're, they're the kind of routines that I, I challenge myself to do. It's, it kind of like gamifies the whole, the, the, the whole challenge. And again, like I said, that's one of the biggest takeaways that I got from the Wake Up Warrior experience when I came across that a few years back. Um, went to one of their events in San Diego and oh my God, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. But uh, yeah. So the call for. That's awesome. I, you know, I would love for our listeners to learn more about what you do um, mm-hmm. in your business and what you have to yeah, offer for sure. and how they mm. can get in touch with you. Yeah. Um, in a nutshell, it's all about keeping everything simple, keeping it time efficient is the word that, that I use a lot. So it's like you can look after your mind and body, particularly on the fitness side, 
without spending hours down, down at the gym um, and without complicated equipment. Um, it, it's all about have a pair of dumbbells or even a, t- um, a, a cans of beans, bottles of water. That's all you need. And I can show you how in a 15-minute period, in a 30-minute period, how you can work, how you can train your whole whole body um, without having to worry about waiting for machines, being in an environment where it's it's just not giving you the energy that you want. You can create your own environment at home, and it's all done remotely. Um, I can be found on Instagram um, at um, at the Resilient Lifestyle. Um, I've got my link in my bio that links to. Um, to editorials and articles that, that, that I've been featured in. Um, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook as well. Just type in my name, Graham G. Wheatcroft. Um, my personal profile's got a load of links on it as well. But um, the way I work with people is, is, is remotely. I use a program called, called Remote Coach. Purpose built, you can link your Apple Watch to it, your Fitbit. Um, so you so you can track in real time your calorie burn, your what what your heart rate's doing, and um, and it's really very very simple. Um, I always do a again depending on what's going on for the individual a thirty to sixty minute free care call so I can understand where they are at, and we we'll talk about. We'll talk about where they're wanting to go, but what obstacles are in the way as well. So it's a deep conversation. It's an honest conversation. And um, and then following that, we, it, it leads to the opportunity where we can have a chat about what, what would be the best way for them to work with me. Everything's tailored. I've got, I have a, I do have my 12-month acceleration program. I have a 12-week acceleration program, but all this kind of thing, can very much be covered on a call because everything is tailor-made to suit the individual um, and what, what what's going on for them. But coming back to best ways to contact me, um, Instagram, at um, The Resilient Lifestyle. You can find me on Facebook. My email um, is um, resilientlifestyleleader at, um, um, at I'm at Outlaw. Oh, God, I forget my own email here. What's going on? It's, <laughs> I swear it's late at night here. It's resilient lifestyle leader at um, outlook.com. There we go. I got there. I got there in the end. But um, yeah, so I would really love to help anyone who is, particularly after everything COVID that's going on, feeling down. They're not sure where to go with things. They don't like that gym atmosphere. Um, and I can work with people anywhere in the world. Um, we can work around the time differences. And um, there's all sorts of things I'm developing at the moment to make things as accessible for people as possible. All you need is your, all you need is your, your, your device, your tablet, space to train, and um, yeah, the commitment to want to transform yourself, and that's it, pretty much. 
That's awesome. I love that. I, I love that you make it so accessible for people mm. um, because I think frequently people don't feel like fitness is accessible to them um, or even mm. body movement in a safe way is accessible to them. So that's well, one thing that is really interesting. Um, I've got two clients and they're 78 years old. And what they achieve is amazing. They're doing stuff that people half their age are kind of struggling with. So um, generally speaking, it seems that the people I attract are um, people from age, age 25 up to, up to 78. So there's a broad, broad sort of age range there. And it does, it does seem to be women. That I that I work with, um, particularly recently, there's been the, there's, there's kind of been people with chronic illnesses who've been reaching out to me. So um, I've worked with a number of people with fibromyalgia. Um, I've worked with a guy who's had a quadruple heart bypass, um, and uh, yeah, he's come on so well. But people with chronic illnesses, like I said, fibromyalgia, uh, they might have certain muscular mobility problems um and just uh, they're the people that are reaching out to me at the moment and uh they're they're getting big big transformations from doing investing a short space of time and uh it's great again you can see it all on instagram check out the clients win highlight is there's a ton of it in there Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you. You know, one of the things that gets talked about a lot, and you kind of talked about this a little bit, um, are the societal norms or the body image expectations that are out there. Yes. You know, what norms or, or body expectations do you feel like you're you're moving away from? Um, or which ones do you feel like you're conforming to? I feel that. I am very much moving away from when you see your, what I can all describe as airbrushed um, people out there where you see an image of someone, whether it's a man or a woman, and everything's just too perfect. It's, it's like the, the reality is, is that no one's going to be completely perfect skin. I'm going to come near, near this camera. I've got, I've got these like this little bit of excrement's developed un- under my eyes from like the cold weather and a bit of stress and stuff. That's what I've been doing the red light therapy on. And it's like, I have to come that close so you can see it, but everything's not perfect there. I've got little wrinkles and scarecrows at the, the uh, crofty in my eyes. Cause that's the reality of life. Like I know from distance, it's not quite as evident, um, but it's, it's, it's the sort of thing. It's like, Anything out there that's, if it looks too good to be true, it likely is. And um, this is why I, I just want to work with normal, not, well, again, I've got to be careful using that word, but not normal people, but everyday people that have all the lumps and the bumps. Like there's, there's someone I train, she's called Rachie. She's recently lost four stone. Um, so she could have an operation. The doctor said she's defying medical science and shouldn't still and shouldn't be 
walking on crutches at the moment and stuff like that. But she turns upon a session, she's got a headband on, she gets all sweaty, and this is it. People who are happy to just be themselves um, because, again, what you see on social media and the way people are looking, it's, it is very much a highlight reel. It's not the reality of it. You can change the lighting and people can look different. Um, people, I just feel that people should celebrate themselves for who they are tall, short, um, whatever shape, shape they are. Okay. It's, we all, we all want to be better in certain ways, but be grateful for what, yeah, be grateful for what you have and be grateful to your body. And I, I say this to my clients, I said, look for one great thing in your body that has helped you today. What is it? What's what's the little thing? It might be your eyes. You've seen something today that's like made you go, wow. It might be um, something as simple as your arms have done something, they've reached a little further than normal. It's like just you might have been on a walk. Just, yeah, be grateful to, to, to your legs for being able to take you there. And just oh, just find something and give yourself permission to move daily so you can experience that joy of your body and all this stuff out there about, oh yeah, look like this gym person, look like this person in a magazine. It's, it's not reality. And um, people got to remember that people really must. Um, yeah. That's where I'm at on that one. That's fantastic. And I really resonate with what you're saying. And I, and I know that Diana does too. Um, recently at the end of last year, I stopped wearing makeup, um, completely, like completely. I'm not saying that I'll never wear it ever again, but, um, but I don't wear it anymore. And, um, and I love, I love my face. I love the way I look. Yeah. I love my eyes and my smile and I like the way I look naturally. And the reason that I was wearing makeup is because I felt like I was expected to, um, yeah. as a woman and that does, that has, um, a couple businesses and does business coaching mm-hmm. and things like that. I felt like that was expected. And at the end of last year, I got to the point where I was like, you know, men aren't expected to wear makeup. You know, those that present as male are not expected to wear makeup in the business mm-hmm. world. And I'm over it. Like if somebody looks at me and they're like, wow, she's not wearing lipstick today. I don't want to work with her. I probably don't want to work with them. <laughs> no, 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 I, it's, it's true. The thought with me that I remember when, when again, I'd say I went through my phase of conforming to what people wanted. I, I was very much short hair. I did short, choppy, um, clean shaven. This is the opposite of what I am now. So those of you listening to the podcast, I'm here with long hair down to my chest. I've got it tied up at the moment. I've got a beard going on. And uh, for those who can see on the video, the black and white one is the old me. That's, um, that's again, about five or six years difference between those two pictures. And um, 
I've gone from being someone who was skinny, unsure of myself. Like again, some people built built skinny, but for, for me, it was like I was I was lacking lacking an energy. I wasn't being me authentically. And um, again, this is where I'm blessed that I met my wife Lisa because she was like, "Yeah, you talked about growing your hair, do it. You, you you've talked about growing a beard, do it. It's just yeah." So um, and and now it's like, "Don't shave your beard off, please don't shave your beard off." And it's like my top knot and my long hair. It's become the trademark in what I do. People are like, "Yeah, just you, you can tell that you that that you're being yourself and." Uh, completely different energy and it's like because at the time I conformed to short hair being clean shaven um, wearing smart suits and all that kind of thing because that's what I thought society wanted me to do it's like hang on a minute I've been putting a little box here and it's like that's that's not how it is um, if I want to walk around with, with with my hair down and barefoot or whatever right I'm I'm going to do it I love that. And I love that your wife supports you with the long hair and the beard. Um, I'll tell you, my thought of what I preferred in a male was more the clean cut and shaven. But my husband Mm. is the farthest thing from that. He's got long hair and like a beard. Um, And like, you know, I love him the way that he is. And there have been times where he's cut his hair and I've actually gotten upset because I've gotten so used to like putting his hair in a ponytail for him or like that kind of thing. And it becomes like part of our ritual um, to carry yeah, yeah. our hair together. So I love that. Um, I love that you talked about, you know, how um, in being your authentic self, like you thought that there was a, an image that you wanted, that other people wanted you to project mm-hmm. in order to be taken seriously. And then now that yeah. it's part of your signature look and that that's how people can identify you and know, know who you are is by you being. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really funny because um, in our local um um, su- supermarket I, it's now sort of thing I could be in the shops and like I see you somewhere I know you I was like I see you on social media you're that fitness guy with the top knot yeah I know you and in my in, in my old premises I used to have a picture of me outside and it's like oh yeah you're that guy and then it's, it's you're instantly recognisable and that's the thing I would say to anyone out there if there's something You've you've want you you've wanted to do or you've ummed and ahed about. It's like if, if if that's what you wanted to do, just go for it. Whether it's something you do with your hair or the the way you dress, whatever it might be, just have the confidence to do it, and you'll be amazed how people will see you differently. And that's that that's 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 a big thing. It's like. If you're feeling confident in yourself to present in a certain way that you've always wanted to put out to the world, the energies and stuff from other people will be just completely different. And uh, yeah, there might be some people on that journey who who fall by the wayside. They might not be part of your circle anymore. I know I've experienced that. And it's just like, as you change, people will drift, but there'll be more people come back in that completely support where where you're at, whether it's physically, mentally, or otherwise, it's it's part of uh, it's part of growing. It's part of expansion. It's part of how you evolve. 
Yeah. So I would love to know from you, Graham, if you could leave our listeners with one closing thought, what would it be? Mm -hmm. Okay. It will simply be to accept who you are, breathe daily, and give yourself permission to move daily and enjoy, enjoy your body. Enjoy it. Look for one good thing in it every day. And share it with the world. Yeah, that's so fantastic. Um, what I love about that is so many times for people, their practice of gratitude is for things that are external to them. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm grateful for a lollipop. I'm grateful for the person in my life. I'm grateful for an event mm-hmm. that I attended, which are all awesome. Like those are all yeah. things to be grateful for. And what if we started with being grateful for our body? Yes. Yeah. That's it. It's just like, what's, what's the thing that you, your body's an incredible, it's an incredible, I don't know, tool, vessel, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it can do so much. And um, yeah, to show, if you show appreciation towards it, to me, within yourself, you'll recognize that and your body will respond accordingly. If you appreciate you for being you, that, that'll be a big change. I know for me, it's really strange I'm saying this now, I can feel myself getting a bit emotional because when, when I wasn't being myself um, and I was conforming and doing things that people wanted, I wasn't happy. I wasn't in a joyful place, but when I accepted myself for who I am and began to live my life on my terms um, a lot more, and also a bit there, when I just changed things, my whole life changed with it. And I'm now in a fantastic relationship. I've got a great family and uh, my kids are fantastic. And... um, yeah, I just feel like I'm on the right road because I chose to accept who I am. Yeah, life isn't perfect. I might not have the money rolling in that you might want and all that kind of thing, or the kids might not sleep as I want, but it doesn't come down to that. If you start with yourself, start with yourself, everything else will come from there. And um, that's it. Appreciate your gratitude to yourself daily. I think that, I think that, that's the lesson. Thank you. Thank you so much, Graham, for coming on as a guest. So thrilled to have you with us today. It's um, been awesome. Yeah. Again, if you're a listener, um, please reach out to Graham, you know, take advantage of what he has to offer. There are not that many individuals who are in the fitness world or body movement world that are, um, looking at fitness and body movement through the lens that he is, you know, and really supporting um, ourselves where we are and being grateful for where we are and having that be a starting point. So definitely reach out to him. If you're in our Facebook group, um, all of his contact information will be in the post. Um, and, you know, we just really want to encourage you to take advantage of this amazing being that we got to have as our guest today. Thank you, Graham, for being here. 
Thank you. It's been excellent. And uh, thank you for this opportunity to, uh, well, share my uh, share my knowledge and expertise with everyone. And if this has just resonated with one person out there, fantastic. And uh, yeah, excellent stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you, Graham.